your mojo, just go to mojo50.com for on-demand podcasts. to the Rich Solution on Mojo 50 Radio. I'm Gwen Rich, your host, health advocate and founder of the Rich Solution. Here on Mojo 50 Radio, I talk about empowered health. What each one of you can do starting today to look, feel and live a healthier, happier, disease-free lifestyle. So today's topic very important, how social distancing and self-isolation are affecting our mental health. So before we get on to this topic and introduce my returning guest, I want to put the disclaimer out there, and that's about the information on this show is presented for educational purposes only. So it is not intended as a substitute for the diagnosis, the treatment, or advice of a qualified licensed medical professional. The facts presented are offered as information only, and in no way should anyone infer that we are practicing medicine. So always seek the advice of a professional for proper application of this material to any specific situation. So again, today's topic, how social distancing and self-isolation are affecting our mental health. Before we get going, let me remind you about our sponsor of The Rich Solution, and that's No Oodle. So go to nooodle.com. That's N-O-O-O-D-L-E. Use hashtag all caps Spoonie to get that 10% off. We will talk about noodle.com a little bit later on. So loneliness. So loneliness may be more of a hazard to our health than obesity, according to a 2017 article published by the American Psychological Association in Washington, D.C. And researchers even link the potential health damage of social isolation and loneliness to what occurs when smoking 15 cigarettes a day. We'll see if this is true. Studies like this highlight what's being called a loneliness epidemic in the United States. So today we face an unprecedented pandemic and practice social distancing. People have an even greater risk of chronic loneliness. This is not only a threat to our social health, but to our physical, mental, and emotional well-being too. Feeling alone from time to time isn't abnormal or necessarily cause for alarm, but when feelings of isolation and loneliness persist, it can really take a serious toll on all aspects of your health. And often you won't see the negative health impacts until years later. So people of all ages can feel lonely, but this emotion can be especially deadly among the elderly. A 2012 report by the National Academy of Sciences found that loneliness and social isolation in older men and women is linked to increased mortality. So now more than ever, we need to take care of ourselves and those around us, spreading positivity and maintaining connections, even while remaining physically isolated. So thankfully, there are ways to combat loneliness. And we have a returning guest, Dr. Villanueva, to help us with this topic, which is a very serious topic that needs a lot of attention and consideration. So let me formally introduce you to Dr. Villanueva. So if you did not hear her a couple months ago, so she is the founder and chief health coach of Modern Holistic Health and creator of the Healthy Body Restoration System and Balance Your Brain program. Dr. V is known for her work in the field of 
epigenics and his study under leading methylation and genetic doctors, including Dr. Kendall Stewart, and has been featured in numerous documentaries and summits so that she can share her knowledge that is helping people overcome their chronic health struggles. She is no stranger to debilitating health struggles. In her mid-30s, she struggled with severe debilitating anxiety, depression, and memory loss, and was told by doctors that the only solution is a lifetime of medications. So for over three years of searching for answers and failed attempts to find solutions to heal herself, she started uncovering the many root causes of what has made her ill and how to fix them. Dr. Villanueva became an expert in chronic illnesses and brain chemistry, imbalances, healing gut issues, epigenics, and holistic medicine. Her passion is empowering men and women to understand how they can heal truly with their body. So again, a couple months ago, I had her on. Uh, We talked about how your emotions of fear can change your brain chemistry and lower your immunity. That was a great episode. So if you missed that, go back and check that out. Very, very enlightening. So, okay, let's welcome Dr. Villanueva. You there? I'm here. Wonderful. Thank you so much for um, taking the time for this. I know you're extremely busy, but I think you can help people more than, than ever. Um, I guess what I want you to start out with is, and I've been asking all the doctors on the show, you're from Austin, Texas, I believe. Kind of give me an an idea of what is going on in your area, your bubble as far as with this pandemic. Uh, Are you seeing, you know, um, the problems with the isolation? Um, Just give me a, a little perspective from your end. Um, yeah, happy to do that. You know, one of the things that I'm noticing is that no matter no matter what state uh, that you're living in in the United States, um, you know whether you're in a in a state where you're you know where the local you know uh, governor of the state is is being very uh, careful to uphold our um, you know our our constitutional rights. Um, like South Dakota or Florida, um, Texas, for example, um, or whether you're in a state like California or Washington, where they're really implementing overboard draconian measures. What we're seeing is that, um, you know, regardless of that, there are, you know, there's still a, a large group of people who have become paralyzed with fear from watching mainstream media all the time. And they have put themselves into, you know, isolation. Um, and, uh, and then you've got, you know, others who, uh, you know, started out that way, but as they started understanding the new data, as new data has come out, you know, they have, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, turned a corner, so to speak. Um, but so even in Texas, we are still seeing some people who are still very fearful, um, you know, even some of them that are going out now, but they're, you know, they're going out in fear. So I, you know, and I think we're seeing that everywhere, you know, not just in, in Texas. Right. And so you're, um, I really haven't been paying attention to the numbers state by state. I know we hit the hundred thousand mark. Um, what is going on in your area? Is that decreasing? I mean, are you seeing many people who actually have COVID-19? Well, you know, I, I think we need to have a little bit of, of clarity 
around that. Um, you know, just because somebody has the, the, uh, you know, the coronavirus or just because somebody gets it or, or is exposed to it and, you know, and, and has it in their body doesn't mean that they're all going to get sick. And so we have to take a look at this much like the flu, um, you know, the, People can be exposed, for example, you know, you might have your, you know, your significant other, for example, or one of the kids in your household, for example, who ends up getting the flu. Um, but that doesn't mean that everyone in the family is going to end up, you know, coming down with fever and being sick for two weeks or whatever. Um, you know, and, and then also you'll have, you know, some people in the family who may end up also getting it, but they're not as sick as the one, as the initial individual in the family. And so, you know, we have to look at it like that. This virus, you know, as far as viruses go, this is a very weak virus. It's actually weaker than the flu virus. Um, and the numbers, um, you know, let's talk about numbers for just a minute because numbers have been greatly, greatly skewed. Um, and we are, you know, we are seeing the new data come out and we're looking at, you know, 0.1%. Um, you know, these original numbers, you know, there were doctors all over the country screaming from the rooftops, trying to let, you know, everybody know that uh, the numbers were being skewed because there were measures that were, you know, uh, um, you know, there were orders that were made from higher levels, um, ordering all of the doctors around the country to um, to mark all of the deaths happening as COVID-19 deaths, when in fact that was not the case. You know, you could have somebody that was coming in for a heart attack and, um, you know, and they were being marked as a COVID death. And so the numbers, um, you know, have been have been changed. And uh, unfortunately, people who are only watching mainstream media, um, you know, um, are not updated on the current data. Um, there have been um, a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of misinformation going on. And um, I believe as of yesterday, uh, President Trump was getting ready to come down and um, you know make some really big changes to mainstream media because they are not telling everybody the real truth and you know people are living in fear and that is going to end up you know that that already is causing a rise in deaths it's causing a rise in suicides it's causing a rise in major mental health you know issues um and um and it's causing you know a huge rise in in other health issues just for the fact that people are being falsely put into a into a place of fear right and so you said a couple things that are really important. So you said this coronavirus, this COVID-19 is actually very weak. So I want to make sure people understand that. And then you gave the number that it's actually 0.1, is it wait, 0.01%? Point yes, 0.01%. And, you know, that is um, about what you see with the flu on an average year. Um, and, you know, people die of the flu, too. And you know what? That's not a pretty death. I'll tell you right now, people that die of the flu, it is not a pretty death. They they don't die of the flu itself. They die of the secondary um, like bronchial infections that they end up getting. And, um, you know, but you never hear about it. And therefore, people are not afraid of it because they don't they you know, they're not hearing about it. It's not being sensationalized in the news, you know, in a way that's creating fear around the world uh, and around our nation. Um, you know, it's not a pretty death if you die from from COVID, you know, from the secondary, you know, issues related to COVID-19 either. But, you know, uh, but 
but yet it's been all over the news and it's been sensationalized. There's been a lot of lies. And I think it's really important. You know, I am just one of the hundreds of doctors out there around the country. We are all screaming from the rooftops, trying to tell people, you know, there's no need to be fearful. You know, um, we are we are Americans. And at the end of the day, we're not cowards. We stand up. We stand up for truth. We need to be critical thinkers. We need to not fall for everything that we see. You know, my father was a surgeon and he taught me believe, but believe, um, you know, half of what you see and none of what you hear. But yet we've fallen for it. Right. We have fallen for it. And and, you know, if there's one message I can give to people is stand up, get outside, don't believe in everything that you've heard. And the truth is going to come out very soon. So everybody just, you know, have faith because the truth is going to come out. There are people fighting for this country. There are people fighting against the lies. And um, there's there's much more going on besides just an issue with this virus. This virus is not the real issue. And um, and, you know, we are working overtime trying to help save lives right now. People are so scared. We have we personally know people who have taken their lives um, and over nothing. Right. Um, and, you know, our economy was shut down over nothing. Right. And, um, you know, that that right there is the real problem. And we need to remember our humanity because we are we are seeing some horrible things happening right now with people acting like they would have acted back in the 1800s, you know, uh, practically throwing stones at somebody for for going out without a mask. Right. You know, um, this is absolutely ridiculous. And I am not for shaming. We should not be shaming each other. But you know what? Those people who are do who are shaming others they need to take a really good look in the mirror and look at the way that they are acting. Right. We, we need to be loving one another and we need to be supporting each other. And most of all, we do not need to be wearing a mask. Um, we don't need to be wearing a mask. The 99% of us do not need to be wearing a mask. The mask is not going to help anyway. And, you know, our, our um, Surgeon General of the United States has issued warnings against wearing a mask. Yet you don't hear that on mainstream media. True. Masks are dangerous. They do not prevent the contraction of this virus. And um, and so we just need to take our masks off. We need to stand up to the truth and we need to say enough is enough. We need to get our country back to work and we need to support those who are fragile so that we can take care of them just like we normally do. Right. And that's a great point, um, because now that some of these restrictions have been lifted and people are going out and, you know, I'm talking to more people, it is amazing how many people, not that they're fearful, but with this mask issue, they really believe they're supposed to be wearing the mask all the time. And when, like, I see people in the car with it on, I'm like, oh my God, are these people idiots? Um, and, and I'm glad you said that because so many people don't understand that. Also, uh, I have a son who's a, um, a nurse in the ER. And so, uh, you know, a few days ago, so they're not getting hardly any COVID patients. They never were at capacity. They never used the tent, all that kind of stuff. They're not even wearing masks anymore. 
I was yeah. like that, that like scared me. I was like, what you're in the ER and you're not, nobody in the hospital, they're not wearing masks anymore. Um, but to your point, I mean, people need to hear that. Um, because if they're only listening to, you know, mainstream media, they're not getting the whole picture. So th oh. thank you for saying that. Um, Absolutely. I just think it's so important to take the blinders off of the people who just have no idea. And the majority of the people here in the U.S. who are watching, who are turning on their television and watching the news every day, they're not getting the updates. They don't really know what's going on. And um, and that's why they're still wearing the mask. And, and I, you know, you say that they're not fearful, but they're wearing a mask. But my thought is, well, if they're not fearful, then why are they wearing a mask? Why are they wearing a mask? You know, just because they've been told to, I mean, that, you know, whether people are in fear or not, they don't need to wear a mask. Um, it's going to cause more harm than good. Um, and, uh, and there are, and there are actually studies out there showing that there are studies out there showing that the mask isn't going to work anyway. You know, the best things that we can do for ourselves is what we would normally do if we're trying to avoid getting sick. We get outside, get fresh air, get some exercise, make sure that, that your, that, that your vitamin D levels are between 60 and a hundred. If you don't know what your vitamin D levels are, go and get tested. Let's see what your vitamin D levels are. Um, you know, make sure that you're eating healthy. Don't eat fast food. Don't eat crappy food. You know, just take care of yourself. And, uh, you know, that's going to be your best defense, just like it is with, you know, if you're trying to avoid, uh, you know, the wrath of a cold or the wrath of the flu or anything else. We just want to take care of ourselves in the first place so that we're not susceptible to, you know, more easily getting sick. Right. Now, those are good points because people need to know that we can do so much on our own to build our own, own immunity. Um, getting back to this fear, because I'm seeing it with a few people that I know, where, I mean, it's amazing how fearful they are um, and being isolated and they don't want to come out with these restrictions being lifted. They want to stay in their house. Um, so let's talk about that because so many people with the practicing of social distancing, um, the so so self-isolating, sorry, can really be harmful. So let's talk about that because I know that's what you're working on. Um, when you were here, I think it was a couple months ago, you had a lot of resources on your site, which is that were complimentary, which is awesome. You also had a, um, a webinar where you're helping people with their fear of their emotions. Um, so I hope that went well. I, I believe you're doing something that's coming up with Dr. Jocker. Uh, yeah, Jockers. Um, so let's make sure you talk about that as well, because I think more than ever, people need to know there is help and you guys are doing so much to help people that need, need this at this time. Absolutely. Um, so as far as social isolation, I mean, humans were not designed to isolate ourselves. We're right. absolutely not designed for that. We are, we are designed, um, you know, to, uh, you know, to be, um, it, you know, to interact with other humans. Right. And, um, and so, you know, of course this has caused a big issue. Um, you know, this has caused, an issue uh, now with, um, you know, with reentering society. And now that 
um, you know, measures are being lifted, the measures that should not have been put into place in the first place that have, you know, like I mentioned, and I will say it again and again, the, the measures that were taken injected this injected fear and um, injected emotional trauma into the hearts and minds of Americans. Um, and, uh, you know, and, you know, now that people are allowed to go back out. Some people are fearing to go back out. Right. And, you know, so this is why I spend so much time telling people, you know, I'm sorry, but what you've heard is a lie. Everything that you have been hearing is a lie. And, you know, don't stick to the original narrative. You need to think critically. And that's very, very hard for people to do when they become fearful and, and, you know, and they get scared. Right. It's hard for them to think critically. But if you can think critically, you can see that none of this makes sense. Right. None of this makes sense. So what's really going on? And so we need to, to be able to think critically so that we can we can divert our mind away from what we originally heard and start looking for answers as to what's really going on. Um, and and if we can do that, I feel like that that will change people's fear more into anger and hopefully action, taking positive actions, um, you know, um, you know, for those who are who are too afraid or not willing to look deeper to see what is really going on, i.e. to see the truth as to what's really going on so that they can take positive actions, um, you know, to help save our constitutional rights and to help save our country. Um, you know, that's okay. There are many of us out there who are, who are doing so, and we are out there to protect you and us and everybody else out there. Um, but, you know, if you are fearful, reach out to somebody and talk to them. You know, talk to a friend who isn't fearful about getting out and go out with them. If you feel like you need to wear a mask, because, you know, if that's giving you, you know, security, then wear the mask, but get out. You need to take steps to reintegrate yourself. And my advice would be, don't allow that to happen again. Don't allow it to happen again, because look at what it's done to you. You should be angry that, that you have been put into this position. And, you know, hopefully you can learn to walk into that fear and walk into that anger and be able to resolve the issue. But, but again, you know, not everybody's like that. When I get fearful, I actually walk right into my fear. I walk into it. But it took a lot of work for me to learn how to do that. I don't run from it and I don't try to bury it. I walk right into it because I know that the only way to overcome fear, which is a false, you know, it's just an illusion of right. um, something that I created in my own mind. And I realize that. I realize that when I'm fearful, what am I fearful of? I'm fearful of something that I created in my mind that perhaps I heard from an outside source, or maybe I just created it in my own head. But I learned, and you know, I have learned through much self-work that fear is, it's just, it's a false uh, um, notion that we've created inside of our own heads. And the best thing that we can do is to walk right into that. And once we walk right into it, walk towards the fear instead of hiding from it, um, you know, that's where we can realize our own power. You know, right now, more than ever, we need to find the power within ourselves so that we can stand up to this and so that we can reintegrate ourselves quickly. We need to reintegrate ourselves fast, because if we don't, we're going to we're going to suffer more consequences than we already have. Um, but again, for those uh, for for those who are 
you know, for those who need more help, who need a helping hand, reach out, you know, reach out to, uh, you know, to a friend, reach out to a family member, reach out to somebody who has more successfully reintegrated themselves so that they can help you and show you the way. Very good advice. In fact, let me take this time. So, um, Listeners, if you did not hear the last show, that was with Joe Hen. So he's a mindfulness and wellness teacher. Go back and listen to this because exactly what Dr. Villanueva said is that you've got to face this fear and you've got to break through it. And I think one of the techniques um, can be mindfulness. It was a great episode. And actually, when you listen to it, you can start doing it today to help you break through your fears. So I would check that out. Um, The other thing I want to add is uh, Dr. uh, Villanueva talked about taking action. And so this is no better time to use this crisis to build your immunity. So I want to talk to you about Natrin. So Natrin is a company that makes probiotics. So you may have heard Natasha, who is the president of Natrin. She's a monthly contributor and she comes and talks about, you know, your health and how you can build your immune system. And one of the ways you can do that is with probiotics. So that's Natrin.com. So they, she's been in this industry for 53 years. She's considered the mother of probiotics. They have very high standards. Um, you can, like I said, go to natron.com. You can call them at 866-4-NATRIN, N-A-T-R-E-N. Their staff is great. Um, they've been there at least 15 years. So you can call and talk to them if you're really not sure if Healthy Trinity is the route to go for your pro- probiotic. Everybody might, you know, is different. You have different um, symptoms or something you need to address. Use promo code all caps GWEN20, and you'll get a 15% discount on your first order. You'll also get Natasha's free book that was written by her uh, because she wants to help people uh, more more than ever. So again, go to natron.com. It's at 866-4-NATRIM. Get 15% off by using GWEN20, all caps. And let me just play this, and then we'll get back to Dr. Villanueva. It's Peter Tilden for Natron's Healthy Trinity Probiotics. You've heard the term probiotics for a long time, but you probably don't know what they are. Well, Dr. Chris Diadamo, uh, he teaches medical students and physicians about nutrition and health, and he can explain it to you. Choose a probiotic with bacterial species shown in clinical studies to improve your digestive health, boost your immune system, and even promote positive emotional states. Don't be deceived by flashy advertising promising sky-high bacterial counts, blends combining dozens of bacterial species with unknown effects, and other cheap tricks. Choose quality over quantity. Choose Natron's Healthy Trinity, the original clinically supported category leader in probiotics. Probiotic is a living culture, and to be effective, it needs to be kept refrigerated from manufacturing all the way till you use it. So avoid those shelf-stable probiotics that may have been sitting on a loading dock at over 100 degrees. They're all fried up. Feel the Natron difference. Get Natron's Healthy Trinity. Call 866-4-NATRON, 866-462-8736, or go to natron.com, N-A-T-R-E-N.com. Yeah, and let me just add one more thing. So I started taking uh, Natron probiotics probably about seven months ago, and uh, this is the first season in three years. Uh, since being on chemo medicine that I have not gotten, you know, like a full-blown flu or last year it was um, bronchitis for a couple months. So I attribute to um, the probiotics. I, 
you know, I didn't do a clinical trial, but I take a lot of stuff and this is something that I know I, you know, took every day and uh, saw a difference. So that's what I'm using uh, as what helped me uh, not get sick. And I know there are plenty of people who have taken probiotics and they've had something and they've overcome that illness as well. So check it out. That's natron.com. All right. Thanks so much for that. All right. So let's get back to the real, the real purpose here today is to help people with the isolation with the social distancing. We, we've heard that this is harmful to us. We know that we have rise in depression, anxiety, and you mentioned it, suicide. Um, and you, you mentioned a number of ways that we can um, start to take action to build our immunity and help ourselves. This is the time to empower ourselves. All right, so let's talk about what's, what are some other things that people could do to overcome their anxiety that has been brought on by this pandemic? Well, that's a really great question. Um, you know, I would say really um, get some exercise. Focus on strengthening your body and making your body more resilient. You know, we have a huge problem here in the U.S., with our health care um, in that we are the sickest industrialized modern nation in the world. That crazy. And that's, and, and a lot of people don't realize that. That's, right. that's, that's um, it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Now, mm-hmm. you know, let's not confuse that with um, uh, sickness care or emergency care. We have phenomenal emergency care. Right. I mean, wow. Right. Because of modern science and our doctors are so well-trained. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, you, you could have a motorcycle accident and break every bone in your body and the doctors can literally put you back together. Um, I mean, it's absolutely amazing for that type of care, but our health care, our wellness care has failed miserably. I mean, why, why are we the sickest nation in the world with the highest rate of chronic disease and death from chronic disease in the world? You know, um, and so I think we need to sit back and ask ourselves that. Right. One of the one of the issues we have um, is our food. Clearly, it's our food. Um, you know, um, we we can uh, change that though by speaking with our dollars. We can choose to not buy the crappy food, uh, anything that's processed and things like that. So we need to eat really, really healthy. Um, that actually is going to help your brain chemistry. That's going to help with anxiety. A lot of people already have anxiety. So let's talk about that. People had anxiety before this happened. And then when this happened, people like went over the edge, right? I mean, they went over the edge and, um, you know, everybody was just so busy trying to live their lives, um, trying to, you know, pay the bills, do all of that, that, um, you know, they would go to their doctor and say, I'm, I'm struggling with anxiety. It's affecting my marriage. It's affecting my ability to work. Oh, here, take this benzodiazepine and take the, you know, take this Xanax and take this antidepressant and here you go. Well, you know, we all know that that stuff doesn't work. It's a, it's like a life vest. It's, it's helping you stay afloat. But what happens when you end up having something like what just happened that we've never seen before? It throws people over the edge. Well, if we dig a little deeper and see what some of the root causes, you know, were of these people struggling in the first place, believe it or not, a lot of it has to do with the foods we're eating. They are poisoning our bodies and they're poisoning our brains. They're causing uh, a, um, 
a medical condition called leaky brain, uh, you can go to my website and check it out. We have a, we have several pages talking about leaky brain at Modern Holistic Health. Um, but um, you know, changing your foods and you staying around the the outer edges of the grocery store, buying everything organic. Don't buy anything with a with a, an ingredient that you can't pronounce. Get off of dairy and gluten. Dairy and gluten are known to cause issues like schizophrenia and psychosis. You know, misdiagnoses that people get late with that ruin their lives and all because of a food and their and their doctor who you know may be trained to save them from a brain tumor has no clue about how the food is affecting them and, and causing them to have these issues with anxiety you know bipolar uh, schizophrenia all of these different issues so I would say food is a really big one food is either your most powerful medicine or it's your slowest form of poison and so I would say food first Let's start changing our foods um, and then get out and get some exercise. You know, we are um, we are a nation of people who sit behind our computers and our iPads and our phones all day long. Right. And we need to be outside at least walking. You know, if you're in such bad shape that you can't work out at the gym yet, that's OK. Put on a free yoga video on YouTube. Put on a free Tai Chi video on YouTube. You know, and do beginner's yoga, of course. Don't try anything advanced. You're going to hurt yourself. You know, or go outside and walk for an hour a day. I'm not, you know, like where we are now, I'm not telling people just get outside for 10, 15 minutes a day. No, like get outside and walk for an hour without your, without your, um, your, your phone, leave your phone at home. You can live without it for an hour. You know, um, don't take an eye and, and an iPod or, you know, anything with music, just get outside, pay attention and be learn to live in the present moment. So that leads me to the third thing, learn to live in the present moment. We spend our entire lives living in the future, worrying about you know, worrying about the future, living in the past, you know, reliving things that were traumatic to us or stressful to us. And, and we're not living in the present moment. If you live in the present moment, you, you're not going to have any room to be anxious because you're going to be literally living in the present moment and paying attention to what's going on around you in the moment. And so, you know, these are some things that we can do to help manage our anxiety, you know, um, medications for anxiety and depression, have already skyrocketed right. and there and it's already being talked about and if everybody falls for the take a pill for an ill that we all know has not been working and will not work we're going to see a worse problem with mental health than we already see right yep no those are great things i think staying in the moment um just getting back to the mindfulness that uh joe hen was talking about you know he gave some great analogies um that go right to your point i mean i think it's so hard for people right now to be in the moment because they are thinking about the future because there's so much unknown you know am i going to have a job or if i don't have a job am i going to get a job will i be able to you know pay rent taxes uh can i pay for food for education for my kids are my kids going to go back to school you know there's just so many things so staying in the present 
seems really, really difficult. But I think the more you practice it, the better we become. And I'm pretty sure with it being similar to meditation, it can help with neuroplasticity um, and, and help you get from the uh, sympathetic mode to the parasympathetic mode, right? From the flight to flight, flight to fight to the more rest and uh, relax mode. Is that Absolutely. True? Okay. Absolutely. But, but it's not just about that. It's about getting out of fear. I mean, yes, we want to stay in the present moment so that we can pull ourselves out of fight or flight. Um, but we, but we also want to do it so we can think critically. We cannot think critically. We go into panic mode when we're in fight or flight and you cannot think logically. And this is why people are not thinking logically. This is why we're seeing all the crazy BS going on on the news with people yelling at each other because somebody's not wearing a mask or, you know, like a, kids are in the playground and, you know, and people are just going zonkers over it. Like people are acting like animals. Right. I mean, this is absolutely stupid and ridiculous. But the reason why it's happening is because people are not living in the present moment. They're living in a state of fear and they're not pulling themselves out of that fearful state so that they can actually think rationally. We, you know, we need to, we need to also understand that, you know, we're not the, you, we, you are not the only person. If you're listening to this and you've lost your job and you're trying to figure out, oh my God, what the heck am I going to do? Okay. Remember that. Millions of people are, are going through this right now. You're not the only one. So many people are. And we need to band together. We need to not allow this fear and this irrational thinking to separate us. We need to come together as Americans. And we need to support each other. And we need to use our critical thinking skills so that we can uh, figure out solutions for whatever we're going through. So for example, um, you know, and I was a single mom for many, many years. I put myself through school. I was raising a kid. And I'll tell you what, there were times when I didn't know how I was going to pay the rent. And there were times that I didn't know how I was going to put food on the table. And I became a very resourceful young lady back at that time. I'm almost 50 now. And so this was, you know, many years ago. And you know what, there are food pantries all over the place. Maybe you've never had to use a food pantry before because you've been living comfortable during your lifetime. But you know what? There are food pantries out there. So, you know, there there are many things that you can do. Um, and, you know, that's just one example of what you can do right now. You know, um, you know, President Trump issued orders that nobody can be thrown out of their house. And you know what? Just remember that there are many people around the country going through exactly what you're going through right now. So instead of sitting there in fear, let's walk into that fear so that you can start figuring out solutions. So you can put your critical thinking hat on and you can start figuring out solutions of how you're going to be able to take care of yourself. You need to give yourself and your and your children and your spouse, you know, you, you, you guys need to set a routine that involves a lot of self-care and, 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 um, and, you know, and like I said, just, you know, going to your community resources so that you can, you know, figure out solutions of what you can do. Right. And that's really important because I don't think people realize in this country, we have more community support than you can imagine. And whether it's for AA 
or whether it's for um, getting food or you need some type of self-help, you know, getting a job or a mentor. Um, I mean, you just, if, if you're normally not around it, like you said, you have to be resourceful and find that. The help is there. And I think more than not with the people in this country, there are people who want to help and they will help you. So um, be, I want to take just a break here for a second. When we come back, I want to talk about what, what you're referring to as critical thinking and the amygdala hijack and see if that's actually what you talked about before. Um, but let me tell you about what the Rich Solution is doing here for this time period, because we know people need help. You need help with stress. So go to the richsolution.com. You see there, we use supplements. I use life extension brand. I've been using them for over 12 years. So we've put together kits for you. They could be for different things, uh, cognitive, uh, joint, digestive. We have a starter kit called the core kit. And we put these together to make it easy for you. Reduce the price, no shipping. So if anybody purchases a core kit at this time, you don't even need a promo code. We are going to throw in our Rich Adapt, which is an adaptogen, which is all natural. And it helps you with relaxing, with stress with that homostasis. So check that out. That's a $60 value. And we're just going to throw that in there if anybody buys a kit at this time. Um, okay. Thanks everybody. Go to the rich Okay. So what I mentioned, um, just before that, cause you talk about critical thinking and, and you can let me know if I'm wrong here, but if we're so immersed in fear and our emotions of fear are taking over, I believe you talked about this when you were on the show a couple months ago where your uh, amygdala is hijacked. Is that true? Is that where we can put this all yes. together? Okay. Yes. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because even if people heard that episode, believe me, they can hear it again so that it really makes sense because sometimes you need to hear things definitely more than once. Absolutely. So, you know, we have, as we all know, we have many different parts of our brains, uh, of many different parts inside of our brain. And, um, and they all are responsible for a variety of different things with, uh, with some things overlapping, but, um, in very simplistic forms, um, you know, when we're talking about the ability to, uh, think rationally or think critically, so we can use those terms, interchangeably, um, or whether we are stuck in a panic mode, like fight or flight, okay, um, there are two main areas of the brain that are used for those two different uh, situations. The frontal lobe, which is like behind your forehead, that, that, that part of your brain, uh, which is one of the largest portions of our brain, is used for um, for, uh, you know, rational thinking and, um, and understanding what the consequences are for our actions so that, you know, like sometimes we might get angry, you know, at somebody for being rude and we just kind of want to poke them in the eye. Right. But we, we might think that, but we don't take action on it. Right. right. Why? Because we know like, well, that's not, you know, I, I, boy, I'm so mad at that person. I just want to hit them. God, they were just such a jerk to me. Oh my gosh. I want to just push them back because they, you know, they pushed me off the sidewalk. I just want to, oh, I'm just so angry. But our frontal lobe helps us to think rationally and go, well, <laughs> I'm angry, but I'm certainly not going to act that way. I'm going to be civil about it. 
and I'm going to use my rational thinking and I'm going, you know, I'm going to be an adult and I'm going to treat this person in a civil way. Um, so our frontal lobe can override that initial knee jerk reaction that happens in a different part of our brain, uh, which is uh, which is called the amygdala. So the amygdala is a smaller part of our brain. In fact, it's quite small. Um, it should be quite small. Um, in you know, if we if we have um, a healthy brain and our brain is wired properly, it should be a very small part of our brain. The amygdala is a primitive, uh, is the more primitive part of our brain, and it's used for survival. It's and it gets triggered. Um, it it gets triggered if there's some sort of a threat, whether emotional or physical. If there's any type of emotional or physical threat, that gets triggered. But what prevents us from acting on those triggers is our frontal lobe. So, for example, um, you know, going back to, you know, I'm walking, I'm, you know, I'm walking down the hiking trail and somebody just like comes by and shoves me off of the trail and I go falling into the grass. Um, that that initial re response is going to go straight to the amygdala. That initial, you know, what I saw, what I heard, what I felt, what I just experienced um, is going, you know, there are messages going straight to the amygdala. And, you know, because that's um, a survival mode. It's throwing me into survival mode. What do I do, right? And that initial, that initial, all those initial thoughts of, oh my gosh, pick yourself up quickly. You know, is this guy going to come back and hit me now that he's thrown me down? What's going to happen? Do I hit him back? Do I, do I fight? Do I run? What do I do? You know, that's all amygdala. That's that primitive survival part of the brain. But what helps us to rationalize and actually decide what the best course of action is to take and what the consequences are going to be, you know, um, uh, um, uh, you know, if we're thinking in a critical or rational mode is the frontal lobe. So as soon as these messages go to the fight or flight amygdala part of the brain, then there are a lot of messages that go between the amygdala and the frontal lobe. And so that so that the frontal lobe can rationalize what just happened and figure out what is going to be the most appropriate course of action to take. And that's how a healthy brain works. Now, if we have had a lot of trauma in our lives or, you know, unresolved trauma, even if it was maybe one big event or a couple of events and it was unresolved um, and we're constantly having anxiety, for example, that amygdala is constantly turned on all the time. And over the course of time, what happens is the amygdala, just like a muscle in your body, it starts to grow. And that amygdala gets bigger and bigger with more sensory information being processed through that amygdala. And then as that grows, the frontal lobe literally starts to shrink. The gray matter in the frontal lobe and all of its pathways start to shrink. And then the messaging between the amygdala and the frontal lobe, the, the message pathways start uh, dissipating. So you end up with fewer, fewer pathways between these two parts of the brain. And then what happens is that leaves you in a state of fight or flight all the time. You're always having panic attacks. You're always having anxiety. You start to become, um, you know, very fearful of everything, distrustful of everything. Um, you know, and a lot of people are already, we're already living in that mode before this happened. Right. 
So when this happened, it threw them overboard. Now the amygdala is lighting up. It's lighting up like a big shiny light bulb. It's going off like crazy, throwing out all these false alarms. And the frontal lobe um, is not active enough um, at this point to be able to help the person to rationalize these thoughts so that they can take appropriate action. So instead, they become fearful you know, and they're not hearing the new messages as the new messages are coming to us, showing us, oh, okay, well, you know, now we're realizing that this virus is not as bad as we thought it was going to be. Um, oh, you know, the masks are actually not a good idea. Oh, we need to get outside. But people are stuck. They're stuck in that fight or flight mode from the, those initial messages that they heard. And they literally can't get out of it. Right. And so, you know, that's a really good example of, you know, what happens inside of the brain, how the pathways actually change inside of the brain, and why some people are having a harder time stepping out of out of that fear and listening to the new information and being able to process and rationalize through it than others. You know, I can tell you if this had happened to me, if this, if, if what is happening now had happened when I, you know, 15 years ago, I would not have been able to rationally process. I was very, very sick about 15 years ago, and I would not have been able to rationally process new information as it came to me. And I would have been, you know, one of those who was just extremely fearful and probably afraid, afraid to even step out the front door. Right. Um, and so, you know, and that's where some people are going to really, really struggle right now. And that's why I say, you know, for those of you who are in that state, um, hopefully, hearing this understanding of what's happening inside of your brain, you know, that's keeping you in that state, you know, understanding a little bit of the mechanics behind it, um, you know, or the neurochemistry, so to speak, behind it will help you to, to empower yourself so that you can step through that fear and start to implement the things that you're hearing on Gwen's radio show from all of these different experts about what you can do to pull yourself out of fight or flight, you know, things like, meditation, gratitude journaling, um, making sure that you're getting out and exercising, reaching out to others for help. You know, if you see others who are out there living their lives and you're like, oh my God, how are they doing that? I wish I could be like that. Then reach out to them because those are the people who can help you the most. Right. Yep. Good role models. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's really key information. And if anybody wants to get more of it, go back in April. I think it was the first week of April that Dr. Villanueva was on and she talked about this. So it gives you a better understanding because you might be one of those persons that's just kind of festering, um, you know, with this anxiety or nervous habits or something. Um, and this can explain why um, it's happening and what you're going through. Um, but then here's the great thing, the hope Dr. Villanueva is saying and, and the other specialists and doctors that I have on, there's so much that you could do to empower yourself to take action start today to get yourself help because the big message here today is that this self-isolation and social distancing can actually cause us harm all this fear anxiety depression is not good but there are so many things that you can do um no i appreciate that i think you explained it very good i mean you're, you have to get technical but um, people need to understand that um let me also take this time, you know, we're talking about taking action. What can you do today? 
Dr. Villanueva said it. One of the biggest things that you could do to help yourself is your diet. The biggest needle mover is what I usually say. So look to No Oodle. I talked a little bit about at the beginning. They're the sponsor of the show. Um, the No Oodle is great. It's a great, healthy alternative that probably something else that you're eating, like pastas and carbohydrates. Has 97% water, 3% plant. Listen to this. It is gluten-free, dairy-free, fat-free, soy-free. If you're on Weight Watchers, it's one point per serving. And what's so cool about our product is it's so easy. It's ready to go just, you know, by opening it up. It takes on the flavor of whatever you're making. Um, She's coming out with a new product. So excited about this. So mark your calendars. She's going to be here. I believe it's Monday, June 1st. I can't believe it's going to be June um, already. And she's going to talk about her new product. And then that night, she's going to be on uh, home shopping network to uh, introduce this product to everybody. So go to nooodle.com, use hashtag Spoonie, all caps to get that 10% off. Um, it's in all the grocery stores, so you can get it that way. You can get it on Amazon, but just by going to nooodle.com and using Spoonie, all caps with a hashtag, um, you can get 10% off. And it could be just that product that you need to start using, um, again, that's healthier. So people are trying to lose weight, people who are dealing with celiacs or diabetes. Um, she has great testimonials of people that are just getting amazing results by using her product. So go to nooodle.com. Okay. Um, well, you, you certainly have given us a great insight and advice of what anyone listening today can do um, starting today. Um, Why don't you, we probably just have a little over three minutes, almost four minutes, um, what you're doing. I know outside of this show, you're really trying to help people. You've got programs, you've got complimentary things. What is going on? How could people find you? Um, Thanks for asking. So yes, we are we are doing a lot of work right now, um, and uh, we have we actually have a an amazing uh, five part series on finding and addressing the underlying causes of mental health disorders and neurodegenerative disease. It's a five-part series that's getting ready uh, to be launched where people can go in and watch it. It's it's saving lives. It's helping people all over the world. We have people all over the world um, that are joining our programs after watching this. We show case studies. We show all the science. We show all of these you know labs that can be done to find the different underlying causes. Um, and so um, you can find us through our website at modernholistichealth.com. And that's holistic spelled with an H. And we are out of Austin, Texas. We are a virtual clinic though. So we actually do have coaches all over the country and we we see clients online. So, you know, if you don't live in Austin, Texas, you don't have to worry. You can still get all the help you need. Uh, you know, um, people who, who join our, you know, people who end up working with us, um, who, who end up working inside of our programs, end up, you know, having their labs shipped, shipped over to them, even if they're in Australia or in the UK, it doesn't matter where they are. So, uh, you know, going to modernholistichealth.com, you can find out 
um, all the information that you need and sign up for our newsletters. Sign up for our podcast so that you can stay in the know. And uh, we have a big Leaky Brain Summit uh, that is launching at the end of June, at the very, very end of June. And we're super excited. Um, uh, my co-host, Dr. Ryan Wolford, and I worked for a year gathering the top experts around the world um, on brain health. And then we've also added in a very, very special um, short masterclass, uh, five-part or six-part masterclass within the summit. And you can find out all this information by signing up for our newsletter. So when you go to our website, there's going to be a pop-up and it's going to give you the opportunity to sign up for our newsletter. And, and that's what I recommend that you do so that you can see what's going on. And, and we are um, we are spreading the truth. We are helping people. Um, you can get all the information again by signing up for our newsletter. I just did a two-part interview series with Dr. Judy Mikovits, um, who is a, 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 you know, she is a leading uh, uh, virologist um, and, uh, you know, immunotherapist researcher. And uh, you can check that out also by going to our website and looking under our videos section. You'll be able to find it there. Um, and so, you know, stay in touch with us. We're here to help you. We have a lot of resources. And if you go to Modern modernholistichealth.com you can uh, get in touch with all of those resources there that is awesome so there are no excuses go to her website today start action just do one thing get the ball rolling to better health thank you so much dr villanueva remember everybody success is not final failure is not fatal this is the seditious rabble-rousing liberty-loving home of fun entertaining and compelling talk Mojo Five-O.